Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Midweek War! Y'all know me, I'm Mad Mike here, rocking my NXT Brooklyn, Brooklyn, Brooklyn Takeover shirt. And we are here to talk the post-takeover edition of NXT. With me, as always, is the voice of Inspire Pro Wrestling, Eamon Payton. How are you, sir? I am full of feelings and excitement, Mad Mike. This was a this is a great week to talk about stuff on Midweek War. Yeah, uh, this episode of NXT is more of a recap. More of a recap. There's some, there's some new stuff in there, but we'll, we'll, we'll pretty much tie everything in, I think. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, so let, let's, let's take this for all of the NXT Brooklyn, okay? Takeover and this week's NXT. What is your one word for those shows? Cool. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I, it was it was really cool. Okay. Um, <laughs> cool story, bro. <laughs> cool story, bro. You know, it was alright. It was fine. It's it's very hipster of you, Eamon, since we're yeah. talking about Brooklyn. It's appropriate. Um, my word is going to be violin. Okay. S- violin. S- Get it? Oh, I, I, yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 But, yeah, uh, <laughs> couldn't help it. Um, wow. Yeah, but between Shinsuke Nakamura and all of the um, hard hitting on Takeover, you have to, have to, have to make a pun. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, so, Eamon, uh what would be your good from uh, this past week's NXT? Uh, my good is Ty Dillinger. Yeah. Yeah, it's Ty Dillinger. He's he's pretty great. He's he's kind of the greatest. <laughs> Um, uh, he was the first guy who came out. Oh, in and the, in when the show started because they recorded these two matches before Takeover, mm-hmm. so he's the first guy we got to see. Oh, <laughs> the crowd was hot for it. It was yeah. it, it was crazy seeing fifteen thousand people like lose their minds over like Ty Dillinger, like because he was there <laughs> last year on the actual like pay per view show, but like. Definitely didn't wasn't to the level of openness that he is now. Like it's crazy. Like, oh yeah. Well, I mean, because last year the first people that came out were Enzo and Cass, mm-hmm. and they popped the crowd huge. And Ty was so over. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, and he had a good match with Blake Murphy too. Uh, Wesley Blake. Wesley Blake. Ah, oh, my. I always forget. I got confused. I saw it Wesley live. Blake, I didn't. I didn't, Wesley Blake I didn't actually Blake. rewatch it this week. So. Yeah, I didn't well, rewatch. No, but, but you're right. It was a really good match. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Uh, and they got some time too, which was good. Yeah, both matches this week got got some good time, and and yeah. Yeah, because last last year when uh, they had takeover, it was um, they did like a whole episode beforehand. Yeah, I remember they had that eight, that the really good eight man tag with like the, the remaining tag teams, and then I think Carmella and Eva. And then they had that four-way women's match with a really awkward finish. Mm-hmm. With uh, Emma, Becky, Charlotte, Charlotte and Dana. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, th- this was this is a great match. I really liked it. it yeah, was really fun. All right, uh, my good this week. I'm gonna give it to the Bailey post-match interview. Oh, uh, oh, that. Oh, I will say because I know you didn't watch like the. Because it was recapped and stuff like that, right? They did a great recap. Like 
the the end they once they showed the recap of the women's title match, and then after Bailey lost, they gave this um, there was this amazing promo package like chronicling like her, her start. Okay, her whole like it, I would watch it back. It is okay. so good. It okay. is so so. Awesome. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I, I saw, I'd seen the post match interview on, um, on dot com, uh-huh. and I really, really like that. Especially, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that's yeah. the thing. They also had a bunch of post match, inter- the post match interviews that were posted online. Yeah, like the interaction with her and uh, Ember Moon. Mm-hmm. That was really. Cool. Yeah, definitely, kind of like a passing the torch uh, promo segment. Yeah, it really does. Feel, it really does feel like it's. So. Mm-hmm. And Ember Moon is over like crazy. <laughs> yeah, she is. Yeah, she is. Yeah, you, you told me about her, and I didn't know what to expect, but um, double thumbs up. <laughs> um, all right, Amy, if you had to pick a bad for this week, I know there's not too much to choose from, but what will be your bad? My bad for this week goes to uh, Wesley Blake, not for anything he did in ring-wise. Um, I think Wesley Blake has the worst theme in WWE right now. Hmm. I don't know if you remember it when you were watching. It's super quiet, and it's like it's like piano music for some reason. <laughs> like piano music, and then you think it's about to kick off into something, but then it's just piano music. Hmm. I, I don't. I his theme is so not memorable to me. So yeah, I, it's I'm, it's yeah. it's it's. I I almost missed the dubstep. Like. Ah. <laughs> uh. All right, uh, my my bad this week. It's gonna go to the tag t- the tag match that we had. Now, see, I, w- I want to clarify before you go into that because you okay. had mentioned you had mentioned to me before about the tag t- the tag main event that we had this week on the show, mm-hmm. um, and, and what you thought of it. I watching it back, I don't know if it's editing or whatever. I thought that match was really good as well. I I just think that. We don't have a reason to care about either team yet. Like if that was if that was a send off between the authors of Pan and American Alpha, that that'd be one thing. Mm-hmm. We don't really know who TM six one is. Well, I mean, yeah. I, I as much as as much as I agree with you, this was the most impressive I think TM six one has been on the show. Mm-hmm. At least on NXT. Um, I, I think they've tried to show like aspects of, I, I, they haven't really gone full force with like the, um, the whole idea. There's been like the little promos that they've done backstage. I think they're definitely playing off the fact that like Shane Thorne, Shane Thorne of the two is a bit more, uh, funny to like Nick Miller, who's a bit more serious, but I, I think you would, yeah. Cause I think, cause I don't just, even know which one is which Shane Thorne's the one in the orange tights with the longer hair. Mm-hmm. But I mean, but but that shouldn't be a quite like we say which one's Dawson's, which one's Dash mm-hmm. as a joke. I, I mean, I know which one's which, but that's a right. jo- because they're very generic. They're mechanic workers. And, like, and I, on, on the same on the same recap episode where we couldn't tell Buddy Murphy and Wesley Blake apart. <laughs> well, no, I, I I can tell them apart. I just forgot. Well, some people can't. A lot of faced. people can't though. Yeah, I I just forgot which one uh, Ty faced. Uh, but and now. Did they give the authors of Pain's name? They did. The okay, good. They okay. did. Uh, apparently, I was making sure I looked it up right now. They are uh, uh, Akam, I think. Akam, however I pronounce that, and Razor. Oh, Akam's so Razor? 
No, I don't think it's like... No, it's, it's, it's Occam's Razor. It's Occam and Razor. The, but Razor spelled R-E-Z-E-R. Okay, it's still Occam and Razor. <laughs> yeah, uh, I think Occam's the one with the arm tattoo. Okay. Yeah, to tell... That's, that's one thing. I, there's at least a distinguishable thing to tell the two apart. Um, uh, Occam has the arm tattoo, Razor doesn't. Okay, um, yeah, but that, that's just a play on Occam's Razor. Okay, that's cool. I'm I'm okay yeah. with that, I guess. They had really complicated name, like real names, so I, I'm not surprised they changed them. But um, yeah, I, I but yeah, I know you mentioned because you had mentioned that to me before about this match, but I thought it was really good. Like that dive that Shane Thorne did to the outside. Oh got, yeah, like, well, crazy height. well, they did the highest spot before the match even started. Yeah, <laughs> <That's true. laughs> they did the best spot before the like that was how the match that was how the interaction started. We're like, okay, this is gonna be really fun, and then it just kind of fell flat a little bit to me. Like, cause I I think maybe it, and and maybe correct me if I'm wrong, but maybe because it was in such a big arena. Like I feel like up close, like I I really enjoyed some of like the shots they were putting in it. Because sometimes that happens with with like WWE style wrestling is that. If you're in a big arena watching a show, like it can almost get, I feel like it can almost get lost sometimes to opposed to what's being presented on TV. Yeah, I guess. I mean, it's just right now, like I do, like I know a lot of people think that the women's division is hurting since this since the draft. Yeah, I think the tag division is suffering more. Yeah, the tag division. Yeah, they've got good teams. It's just it's it's. I don't know how they're going to take them as the issue. Well, I mean, they only have four teams. Right. They well, four have, teams, it, is, four yeah, teams it, is fine, but they're also all, like, three of them are positioned super strong. And, like, TM61's kind of almost trying to be positioned super strong. So I think yeah. that's the main problem. Yeah, them. there's, like, four teams and two with personality. Because at least, like, you and, have... And it still looks like Gargano and John Marka break up at some point. Well, I... But at least, like, at least you had Blake, a period where, like, Blake and Murphy were kind of, like, the jobberish team, in a sense. Like, you you still need people to lose to, is my thing. Yeah. No, I know. You know I just, mean? I don't know. I'm just, I'm just worried about the tag team division in NXT. But no, because as you, of right now, they're building up the Authors of Pain. I'm like, are we going to see Authors of Pain versus a revival? Because that doesn't make sense. That's the only thing, is that it was kind of shocking that Gargano and Ciampa won, or, excuse me, that they lost to the pay-per-view. Because it, it feels like there's so much more directions you can put with them as champions as opposed mm-hmm. to the revival. Like with the yeah. revival, you're kind of in tight. Maybe a four way is the next thing we're getting. I don't know. Well, I mean, you could also do a rematch with Gargano and Ciampa versus a revival at full sale and give them the belts there. True. Because I mean, they didn't give the Vaud villains the Vaud villains a big title win at full sale last year. They gave it to them in Brooklyn, so they could do it at full sale this year. Yeah, but I, I don't know. Say, I don't know. Brooklyn was hot as shit for trying Gargano. That's true. <laughs> um, I will say, like, because I was worried when you had mentioned that that, like, oh, they're going to be like really green or something, or they were going to like mess up or something like that. Um, I, I think I think this is also the best I feel the authors of Pain have kind of looked. How I will say, I, I guess it goes into my change, um, uh, my change for this week. I want them to, that double powerbomb they do where they powerbomb into each other. Mm-hmm. That should be their finish. Yes, yes, I wholeheartedly agree. I don't I th- hardly I, agree. The, on that. the the assisted Russian leg sweep is fine as a transition, and they're they're finish. huge monsters. That's not a monster finish. The power and the power bombs are impressive. Oh yeah, the power like uh, we went with one of my friends who has never seen NXT before, and she was getting kind of bored with the uh, tag match because she mm-hmm. didn't know who any of the guys were, and 
we really couldn't explain who basically any of them were because we haven't seen any promos from Paul Ellering, which I'm shocked at, by the way. That's my change. Like, yeah. Paul Ellering should have cut a big promo in front of that Brooklyn crowd because that Brooklyn crowd would have ate the fuck up. Right. But, um, so I, like, when we were, when they were getting ready to do the powerbomb spot, I went to my friend, I'm like, dude, you got, you got to see this, you got to see this. And she saw that, she's like, oh, that's fucking awesome. That should be their finish. Like, powerbomb the guys into each other and then dual powerbombs to the mat. Then one takes the cover. It like, looks that, impressive. That should be the finish. Yeah. And it actually looks like they're authoring some pain as opposed to something that looks like the world's greatest tag team did as a transition move. Well, yeah. It's, it, the, my thing is it's a finish that any tag team can do. Yeah. I, I think it's better to have something that's sort of uniquely yours. When like, like, I mean, Grand Amplitude looks like a better finish than that assisted Russian leg sweep. Right, but also I think Grand Amplitude works with the type of wrestlers – Gable and Jordan are. Of course, yeah, but it lo- even looks more powerful and impactful than that move does. Right. You know what I mean? Because like, when you see Jordan just tossing someone up in the air, Gable catching them, I'm like, okay, that's a finishing hold. That yeah. that looks like a finishing maneuver. Like the yeah, I'm I'm with you on that. But I would have had, my my change would be to have Paul Ellering cut a promo to at least explain, like explain who the authors of Paint are. The, the, like the only time we had him talking like this week was like like at the early point when like the authors of pain got like knocked to the outside. He was you could hear him yelling them at them to stick to the plan. Yeah, but like other than that, like I I feel like if you're especially if you're going to bring in Paul Ellering, you the point would be to have him talk. Like, mm-hmm. like Paul yeah. Ellering is a great promo guy. Talk 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 to us about the era of the web. The air of the yeah. <laughs> I mean, seriously, even bring out a fucking puppet. I don't care. <laughs> bring out Rocco 2.0. I don't give a fuck. Just tell us who these guys are. Tell us why we should care. Like, tell us what. Tell us when you have a sick horse, you either have to kill it or get rid of it. Have you seen those promos? <laughs> no. Back when he was managing the uh, Disciples of Apocalypse in 1998. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Man, I, I totally forgot he managed DOA. He he's on a he's on commentary on like a raw or whatever, like right after he manages them. And he's like, JR, when you have two sick horses, you have to do one of two things. You either kill it or you send or get story. rid of it. <laughs> By me uh, why he has not cut a promo yet is beyond me. Maybe they're worried because of what he was in that year. I mean, maybe. But but Ellering still is a good promo. No, man. he like, is. Like, yeah. I remember watching SummerSlam 92 when I was way young, and he sold me on the Legion of Doom. <laughs> like, he sold me on those guys. Because uh, uh, he came back at WrestleMania 8, right? To manage the Road Warriors? I'm trying to think. WrestleMania 8. I think that was yeah, the one of yeah, yeah, Hogan and Savage. The one that was the uh, not, not Hogan and Savage. Savage Hogan and Flair. Did. Savage yeah. and Flair. But yeah, yeah, like, Paul Ellering, come on. Start cutting the promos, man. Like, I need a reason to care about these guys other than they're big guys with punny names. Their masks are cool. We could barely see them. We couldn't oh, yeah. even see them. Well, they were now. covered in, like, stuff or yeah. whatever. Right but if you're going to wear masks, don't wear hoods. Yeah. <laughs> Like one or the other, you're, you're not Leparka. <laughs> no, no, we want both. Well, okay. If you're gonna wear a hood, wear a hood so that the mask is visible. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um. So, uh, was there anything else? To, did you want to touch on some stuff from from Takeover? Did you have a change, or was it the same? Oh no, my cha- my change is Paul Ellering needs to talk. 
Oh, I to talk. Okay. Yeah, yeah he needs um, to take care about the authors of pain. Yeah, um, take uh, takeover was really good. They did they did a good job with some of the recap stuff. Um, they announced that Shinsuke is going to be make his first appearance next week. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think what else happened. <laughs> um, well, I'll, I'll just give you a few highlights from sitting in the stands. Um, when Ric Flair came down. Mm-hmm. It kind of sucked because it took the focus away from the Aries and No Way Jose match for a little bit. Because, you know, we see Ric Flair, we woo. That's mm-hmm. that's that's every wrestling fan ever. That's just right. how that works. Um, because they were they were parading people down for all uh, for most of the evening. Mm-hmm. Like, just to show people sitting at ringside and all that stuff. But one of my favorite parts was right after Flair was sitting. And, like, because Aries, you could tell, was getting a little, like, oh... They're bringing out Ric Flair during the match. That's mm. fine. So you can tell he called an audible. And uh, No Way Jose was outside by the barricade by where Flair was standing. Mm. And when Aries dove through the ropes, he hit No Way Jose and immediately gave a woo. <laughs> right in front of Flair. And they didn't show it on camera. But I'm like, that's Austin Aries. <laughs> that, is, that is Aries calling an audible and doing that right there just to mess with the crowd. Yeah. I think my underrated favorite thing from Takeover, I'll say that goes to that almost kind of that kind of stuff, was after the Bailey match where like she comes out and then she hugs Sasha and then she hugs Becky and then she goes to hug Charlotte and everyone starts booing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll be honest, we didn't even notice that Charlotte was down there. Uh, well, because I, I always well, they, it was funny. I think I don't know if they showed you guys. They probably did. But like before the match, they showed like Sasha and Becky at ringside. It's like, a, hey, oh here's yeah, them. yeah. Oh well, we saw them. They yeah, actually they... came down in the middle of the tag match, the tag title match. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but um, can I just say? And I know I said this on the main show, but I'll say it here in case people don't watch the main show. Um, watching Sasha and Becky watch wrestling <laughs> is my favorite thing in the world because you can tell how big of fans they are. Yeah, like because they came out for the t- for because like Flair came out. He watched the finish of the No Way Jose match and then he left. Foley just came out for the main event. Balor just came out for the main event. Sasha and Becky came out about halfway through the tag title match and just stayed to watch the rest of the show. <laughs> like they sat there for three matches, basically. That's awesome. And they like Sasha was taking pictures. She was trying to get chants started. It was the coolest fucking thing in the world. Like, I I want to see more of that. (laughs) I I I want to see more of that. Like, I think that adds so much to your product. Oh, because because they act like real people. Yeah, like have have a main roster guy show up and just watch an NXT show. Like, in the crowd. Don't put them on hard camera because that pulls focus. But if you can have them sit in the crowd and liven up an audience like that... Because, like, Sa- like Sasha turned turned back to the entire crowd when Bailey was in uh, Wrestle or something like that and just started doing the, the clap chant. That was the quickest clap chant I've ever heard started in my life. I will say that's a better way to, like... That's a better way to start chants than, like, to pay sign guy to start chants. Yeah, or to have someone do their own chant in the middle of the ring, like Hardy, Hardy, yeah. or the, or the table stuff when the Dudley Boys were doing it recently. Yeah, exactly. Like, just get someone, to, and you can do this on the main shows too. Have someone from the Cruiserweight Classic sit. You you can do it on the main shows if you time it right. 
Yeah. It depends on the match, because sometimes crowds will turn. And they'll just... We, we've seen how crowds act sometimes when they're not interested. Yeah, but if they see someone that they like interested in the match... Because I will say this. When Charlotte was watching... Because I... Yeah, it's not that I wasn't watching TakeOver. I obviously was. Mm-hmm. But I was also watching to see the reactions because that was just so fascinating to me because it's the right. first time I've ever really seen it. Charlotte wasn't reacting at all. She was being very, very, like she wasn't clapping for either girl. She was just sitting there and watching it. Mm-hmm. It was just really, really cool to see. Like, I, I don't know. It was just something different about it. And I really, really enjoyed it. Yeah, it was really cool. Yeah. Alrighty, uh, so Eamon, is there anything else you want to talk about TakeOver? Uh, uh, what else happened? Well, well, a bunch, uh, bunch of stuff, well, a bunch of stuff happened. Yeah, but... I mean, Samoa Joe broke his jaw, so that's fun. They, they mentioned that on the show as well. They, they um, talked about how Joe may have had a dislocated jaw, um, um, kind of playing into that, I guess. So, hey, who knows? Yeah, I mean, I... who do you think Joe goes up against next? I mean, uh, Nakamura. No, Nakamura. I think he'll have one more with Joe. I think it makes it just as a, like a rematch. They usually will do like a rematch, whatever thing. Um, after that, I don't know. It can go a lot of different ways. Like going into this pay-per-view, I would have said Hideo, but it seemed like Hideo is going to be doing stuff with Aries soon. Yeah, but that, by the way, when Hideo came out, I'm so glad there were no CM Punk chants. <laughs> Rightfully so, because hey, who cares about him at this point? Really, not the UFC. No, no, no. <laughs> he's he's really gonna lose his first fight. It's gonna be great. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um. Okay. So I think that I think that's pretty much it for us for NXT this week. Like like we said. Was just, oh, uh, rankings. Where would you rank NXT this week? Because it's a uh, weird show. It's a weird show, but it's still my number two. Okay. Um. I'm gonna go number three. I'm gonna go number three. Yeah. Uh. No. It's just I honestly like some stuff on Impact. Okay. Legitimately, like if there was one more match, or if maybe we got a surprise win by TM61 or a promo from Paul Ellering, that could that could change. But uh, yeah, just you know, I, I I actually did enjoy some stuff on Impact this week. Okay. Yeah. Alrighty. And by the way, spoiler alert: Cruiserweight Classics number one. Duh. <laughs> Hashtag duh. Hashtag duh. Hashtag I can't wait for September because holy shit, you guys. Oh, oh no, we'll talk about we'll talk about it on the air show. Um, but um, yeah, okay. So Eamon, where can the people on the internet find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Eamon Two Please, and you can also check out the wrestling promotion I'm involved with, Inspire Pro Wrestling, over at InspireProWrestling.com. Alrighty, and you can find me at MadMike4883 on the Twitter machine. Also, uh, hit us up on our Facebook page. If you were at Brooklyn Takeover and you didn't see me or chop me, what the hell? Uh, <laughs> but uh, go to our Facebook group. Let us know what you think about the NXT Tag Division. Let us know if you think Samojo is going to sound weird after he gets his jaw fixed. You know, just let us know what you think, uh, how much you like NXT or whatnot. All right, um... And I'm also at MadMike4883. You can also hit up the hashtag MM when I live tweet stuff. All right. uh, So for Eamon Payton, I'm MadMike, and this has been your Midweek War.